welcome to the Max Potential Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching. I'm a Max Potential Habits expert, and it's my mission to teach you actionable strategies that will help you be a business-building badass. Every week on the Max Potential Habits Podcast, I'll bring you tips, tools, and inspirational stories from successful business builders who will share their max potential habits that helped them create rich, thriving, kick-ass lives and businesses. Now let's get to it. All right, welcome back everyone, or welcome for the first time. Today we have a very, very special guest, Dan Mendelo, on the Max Potential Habits podcast. And this is really exciting because he is a mindset mentor and abundance amplifier for entrepreneurs. I love that title. Uh, let me give you a brief intro and then we'll get started. So Dan Mandelo is a young revolutionary leader in self-development and personal empowerment. He wasn't always so positive-minded. He battled major depression for nearly 28 years, feeling stuck in a lackluster life, but knowing he was meant to achieve so much more. He spent years watching people around him celebrate as their careers took off, relationships boomed, and quality of life improved. That frustration built up until he could no longer watch his life slip by, and he became a radical student of human behavior. He devoted his life to studying the most powerful transformational techniques such as positive psychology, neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, and Vedic sciences. His ability to synthesize all of these disciplines allowed him to heal his depression, create a thriving business, and lead a fulfilling, abundant life. His passion for helping others do the same by mastering their minds, erasing their fears, and changing their beliefs has led him to become an expert of his craft and a unique voice in his field. He now spends his time coaching individuals, businesses, and organizations across the country. I'm so psyched to have you on, Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Amanda. I'm psyched to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love your bio. This is so incredibly powerful. Tell us, I want to hear a little bit more about your history. So you were saying you battled major depression for 28 years. That's a big deal. Yeah, it, it is a big deal. Um, and as far as I know, I was born depressed. Like my earliest memories were of that. And I was born in Jerusalem, Israel, and I was raised up in New Jersey. And so not only was I already headed for trouble, you know, with that, um, because I was also a C-section baby, by the way. And back yeah. then, um, we didn't really know what we were doing. People were just like ripping babies out of people. Um, <laughs> and they found out that actually your chances of developing like instant depression are way higher with that. And that's why we do things a little bit different these days. Back then, moving to New Jersey and, you know, I had an Israeli accent. My English wasn't all that great. I didn't look like the rest of the kids, whatever. And I was picked on and kind of ostracized. Kids wouldn't really let me play with them. And so I developed a real issue. And before the age of four, I remember going into my mom's kitchen and telling her that I wanted to fit in. I, I needed to fit in. And so I would never speak Hebrew again so that I could. Wow. I never really wow, did. At the age of four. By the age of four, I learned how to hate myself. Wow. Um, and it just got even worse as I got older. And this whole trend of trying to fit in, trying to change myself to be 
likable, acceptable, lovable. And it just blew up in my face and I was bullied and picked on and fucked with all throughout. And up until high school, where one of my only friends, or my best friend at the time, turned on me. I still don't know why. Uh, got all of his friends to steal my things, tear up my stuff, physically accost me, and spread lies about me throughout the school. So even people who didn't know me would hate me too. Um, wow. And college, uh, drugs and alcohol, which created a perfect storm, and I became suicidal. And that is a, a serious wake up call. Like I, I didn't know that that could happen to you like weather, right? That just one day, just boom, out of nowhere, very seriously contemplating and almost going there. Uh, and it scared the hell out of me. And throughout that, there was something that told me that I could figure it out, that I'd have to figure it out. And so I started studying. I learned cognitive science, um, specializing in sensorial sciences, because I thought there was something wrong with my brain and how I processed information. So I went to the best school in the world for cognitive science and didn't find squat, because obviously there's nothing wrong with my brain at all. So I started learning psychology and I realized that um, therapists couldn't help me. You know, I went to therapy and I learned a lot of classical psychology and I, I found classical psychology did not have the answers for me and I was smarter than all my therapists. So that wasn't it. So I got into weirder stuff, NLP, hypnosis, timeline therapy, past life regression. I spent months in ashrams in India, meditating for months in Thailand, literally traveling around the world for 13 years, picking up tools here and there, finding progress, finding that, you know, I'd have a good day here and there. I started creating friends and relationships and Eventually, at the age of 31, as I was sitting in a meditation retreat in Thailand, I felt the last of my depression leave, and I knew that uh, I was going to be okay. And since then, you know, I have my tribe, and I started a business, and I have a beautiful relationship. Uh, you know, now I, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like we were talking a little bit before we start recording here that it just feels like such a blessing that. Right now, I'm in a state where, you know, I have celebrity clients and influencer clients. I make more money than I could ever have imagined. Um, I get to travel the world doing what I do. I get to help people make significant and immediate lasting change in their lives. And it just feels like now I'm giving back on a daily basis. And it feels so freaking good. That it, And it's interesting, the better I feel, the more important it is to me to help other people get there as well as fast as possible, right? Because I say like, yeah. oh my God, this is, this is real. This is like, I, I wanted at one point in my life, I wanted to end it all. And now I'm here. Wow. This is incredibly powerful. So this is so awesome because pre-show, you know, I got to learn a little bit about you and I've looked at your website and see you on Instagram and all of those things. But I love hearing this story because it's so complex and, and what it reminds me of is the human quest for fulfillment and how, you know, a lot of people, I had a really interesting childhood as well. And similarly, I was born premature. Mm -hmm. So almost two months premature and I was in the hospital for a long time and I almost died. And there's a lot of research now to show that that causes a lot of different issues for, for emotional well-being. Sure. And, you know, I think I struggled a lot with depression too. And I had a similar moment where I was, I remember I started 
I kind of had like a lot of self-harm ideation where I would just think about it all the time, but I have kids and a family and I always thought, well, they can't, I can't let them see that. And so I would kind of daydream about escape and it was such a challenging time for me in my life. And it really highlights these things where now I look back at it and I go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because it helps me be such an incredible coach because I've gotten to have those experiences. So, you know, my main mentor talks about how your voids become your values. And so that void of feeling connected with yourself and, and like it put you on a life quest and a life journey. And now it's your greatest gift that you get to help other people with. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, and people used to ask me, you know, if you could change something in your past, you know, what would you change? Yeah, and I, I always had a list of answers, uh, <laughs> you know, a yeah. whole lot of things. Yeah. And now, as painful as those things were, it's amazing because, you know, I can sniff out pain from a mile away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I have been through some shit. Yeah, I know, you know, it's, it's not just that I can help people through it. Like I've been there with a lot of these things. Uh, I know what it's like to feel hopeless. I know what it's like to be, you know, quasi broke and thinking, you know, counting my pennies. Um, I know what it's like to have no friends, to feel like I have no support, to feel lost with no purpose. Right. Gave me an edge um, that I think my clients can really feel that I'm not just, you know, repeating some stuff I read in a book. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, something I want to highlight for the listeners that I think is really important is that you didn't, you didn't finish the sentence, but I think that what you were going to say is that it, when people ask you if you'd take it back, you wouldn't. No, nothing. Because I wouldn't take anything edge. back. Yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't take anything back. I mean, it's so it's powerful. That's so awesome. Cause to me, I see what you've done is come out of the victim mindset into the victor mindset, you know, and you're like, I similarly, you know, it used to be like, oh, I could look around and blame everyone else and so sad and resentful about the places I was at and the experiences I had. And then once I really had that shift of like, this has all been a gift. The whole thing has been a gift to help me be a better teacher and coach and inspirational leader and thought leader and all those things. And I'm like, wow, I feel so blessed. And I like getting to talk to you today. You know, I just go like, <laughs> this is so cool. I mean, through our work that we do, we in somehow met each other online and then we get to know more about each other and help other people on our journeys. Right. Um, How cool is that? On our, their journeys through our journey. Sure. Amazing. Yeah, that's so great. So tell me more about when you decided, you know, you said you had some critical moment shifts. It sounds like the high school friend was a pretty big one. And then when you went, you said when you were sitting in the meditation, you all of a sudden had a pretty big shift. What happened for you there, do you yeah. think? Well, it was, that whole experience was completely nutty. So um, I've lived, and it's really interesting that when I look back at it now, I'm like, yeah, it's just my life. And then I tell other people about it and they look at me like I'm an alien. So um, I was involved in a spiritual cult for a year and a half uh, where I was a practicing Hindu. And I saw the craziest shit ever. Like if I told you this stuff, guaranteed you wouldn't believe it. Um, I, I really have not met a single person who has not actually experienced that kind of thing, who just mm -hmm. open eyes, just believes this sort of thing. However, mm -hmm. when I experienced spirituality for the first time, I went from being, you know, my, my dad raised me to be a very like science minded kind of person. I need to see it. It needs to be tested. 
tested. It needs to be repeatable. It needs to be, I need, yeah, it needs to be science. And then I got to a point where I was so stressed out because of the life that I was living that I got desperate. You know, it felt like, because I was just sort of climbing out of depression and I felt like I was going to go right into a nervous breakdown. And one of my buddies suggested that I go to this temple. Um, and I went there and it was really interesting. That was the first time that I experienced spiritual energy and I had no idea what it was, but I could feel it. And I kept on talking to people there. There was, there was this uh, retreat in Thailand and it cost, you know, $13,000 to go there plus the flights and all this stuff. And of course I wasn't going to make money in that time. And I was barely making any money at all. Anyway, that was going to be all the money that I had in the bank. We're having some, I couldn't like, Oh, you go back just a couple seconds because I lost you there for a second. So you said it was going to be all the money you had in the bank and then you cut out. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. sure. (laughs) So so it's going to be everything. And so I was talking to people about it and no one could give me like a good answer as to what happens there or the changes. So here's my mind, right? Like, I don't know what this is. Everybody tells me it's amazing. It's all of my money. That's why I'm freaked out because I'm going broke, you know? And I said, F it, and I went. And I had such powerful experiences there of Kundalini awakening that I could, like my logical, reasonable, scientific mind could not grasp it, couldn't deal with it. And I had, it was like, I was reevaluating everything I knew about reality all at the same time. And I would be walking around and every once in a while, it was like my mind, like my vision looked like I was trying to steal a cable. Like it got black and white and it got all staticky and then it would click into high def. Like all the colors, it was like I, I could suddenly see everything. Literally, all the colors were brighter, everything was sharper. And then it would snap back into standard def. And then, you know, a little bit later, it would do the staticky thing and it would snap into high def for longer and then back and longer and back. And at one point, it just snapped in and stayed that way. Wow. And that was one of the moments when I was coming out of a meditation and I could feel it leaving me like a poison, the last remnants of that depression. Um, and since then, you know, I came back from that retreat feeling energy. So I, now I feel the energy off of anything alive, crystal people. Yeah. I, I walk into the woods and get high as hell because I can feel everything there. That's so cool. <laughs> it, it changed the the woods life. are the best place really. to get high. I feel they, like they <laughs> I, I do trail running and it's like the best natural high in the universe. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's just yeah. so good. And so, yeah, I mean, that was a huge turning point because not only was it a big, a dose of healing yeah. but that spiritual connection there has i mean i manifested a multiple six-figure business out of nothing with no business systems or ads or marketing i didn't know what the hell i was doing um and i created it out of a combination of spirituality and skill i'm just wow. really good at what i did wow. but the whole thing seemed like blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. And so that was a major turning point in my life for so many reasons. 
That's incredible. I want, will you expand a little bit on that moment when you decided to turn it into a business, you know, where you kind of came back and it sounds like you had spent all your money Mm -hmm. to to go experience this and it worked, you know, you were, I want to highlight that you were willing to take the leap. You know, you were like, I don't know what's on the other side of this and it's all the money I have in the world, but I'm going for it because it sounds like you just kind of felt called to do it and you knew there was some answer there for you. So you went and then you come out and then you manifested a six figure business. So tell us a little bit about that. Like how did that process yeah. take place? So I had actually been coaching for a number of years already before okay. that. I was working for another person. Okay. Uh, who was supposed to be, you know, my mentor and show me the ropes and show me how to create a coaching business. And none of that really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it was the only source of cash I'd had because I I quit my office job before then I was a program manager at an aerospace firm and I was doing well okay. there, but okay. it was soul sucking. I'm not meant to be working for anybody else. And I'm definitely not meant to be on, you know, that kind of life track. Yeah. Um, and so when I came back from there, there was something in me that just said like, look, you cannot work for anybody else period, ever. That's it. You're done. It doesn't matter if you're a coach. It doesn't matter if you're working in aerospace. That's it. And it doesn't matter how hard it is. You're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. And so I did what was even scarier because I had no money as I came back from this thing. And then I told my only source of money, I'm out of here. And I, I came really close to having to get a part-time job. Um, and all of a sudden clients started showing up. Wow. So how did you start promoting yourself? I didn't at first what I was doing, you know, I heard that, Hey, you know, if you want to really be able to speak with your market, you need to know your market. So you need to reach out and speak with people. And so I realized maybe I just didn't know enough yet to start promoting. So I started reaching out to people on Facebook saying like, Hey, you know, I'm a new coach. This is what I do. I'm trying to learn people better and see, you know, kind of sharpen my skills even more. Can I get just 15 minutes of your time just to ask you a couple questions about your life? And in exchange, I'll give you some free coaching right there on the spot. So you leave feeling much better than you did before. And I promise no pitches. Cool. Right. And I didn't until people started asking me at the end of the conversation, I was ready to hang up and people would be like, so how do I start? And my first call, I'm like, start what? You're like, what do you mean? I don't have anything. Like, to start. <laughs> how do we start coaching? Where do we go from here? I'm like, oh shit. Now I need to come up with a program. Like, I need a package real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, $75 an hour. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah, cool. I'm like, oh my God, it worked. Dude, that's so great. I love this story. You know, I want to highlight what, and what you said to me that really stands out is that idea of promoting yourself and putting yourself out there. And it wasn't even that you were promoting your service. You were promoting through service and, yeah. and bringing value to people and just opening the door to put yourself out there and go, okay, I'm going to take a learner m- mentality. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to ask to learn about people and I'll bring value and I'll trust what happens. And then that's beautiful. I love it. That's a really cool. That's a really great entry into opening a new business. It was so cool. And and the beautiful thing was it it didn't scare me because legit all I mean, really, I was trying to get even better at what I was doing. So there was a no lose scenario. 
Yeah. Right. Like if they didn't want to talk to me, okay. If they wanted to talk to me, but didn't care about anything else. Okay. And yeah. I come out of there with clients. And then the thing was, that's so I cool. got really good at giving people breakthroughs within short amounts of time, because what I realized after doing it enough was if I can get a client, a significant breakthrough within that call, they will want to start working with me. Right. And then they want to refer people to you. And then they'll want to refer people. So yeah. what I did was I did that. And then I just started gathering Yelp reviews. Cool. Okay. Wait, I want to, before I forget this question, I want to ask you, how did you deal with the fear of no money and no business really to speak of when you started this process? Yeah. You know, because yeah, that would put people in a, a lot of people in a fear state where they're kind of attracting people out of desperation, which never works. So, you know, how did you deal with that? Spirituality was my, was my support. Okay. Um, and the thing is there that to me, spirituality is the pursuit of your own connection to the universe, which is really your own connection to yourself. Yeah. Right. Because we're all part of that same great cosmic organism, right? Yeah. And I didn't know what spirituality was, you know, before I went to this retreat. But when I came back, I didn't have a logical understanding of it. I had a physical feeling of it. I knew it was real. And then like, if there was something in me that just said like, oh, I, this is going to work. This all happened for a reason. I don't know when it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work. But I know that if I keep on working at this, that something is going to come together for me. Wow. I mean, it, it's so powerful that you had such a massive transformation in your thinking that you were able to sit in that place of, I mean, it's like faith, right? It's like, okay, I trust that whatever I have to share is going to work out. Um, you know, for the listeners, I would think they're what wondering, because I have this question, like, what about the practical reality? Like, where were you living? What were you eating? How did you feed yourself even? Sure. So fortunately, I have incredibly caring and generous parents. Okay. Who helped me out with most of my rent. Um, and I had I dig I dug into the savings that I had, I had very little, but I had some stuff right gathered from my job. Yeah. Um, and I was just burning through that. That was supposed to be my retirement fund. And, and that's what my parents told me too. It's like, well, you know, this is supposed to be your security. It's like, well, I need security now. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I told them I had this image in my head. I told them, look, when I get this together, I will generate more money than ever before. And I will quickly replace that. But I need to get started and I need to get started right now. Yeah. Uh, you're on fire. You know, I want to highlight for everyone listening, because generally when I'm coaching people, I tell them if they have a job, not to leave it until, you know, like to transition and mm -hmm. have a transition plan. Because generally when people are freaked out about money, it's really hard to attract what they sure. want into their life. And so I love that you're highlighting this importance of, or what it's highlighting to me is the importance of like just going all in and you had a support system. So you had your main needs met, mm -hmm. but you had so much faith in yourself and, and you were so clear about where you wanted to go that you just went for it. And you had, it sounds to me like the do whatever it takes mentality where you're like, you know what? I'm not working from other people. I know what I want to do. I know I want to bring this to the world here's, here's what I'm dedicated to. And, and you know, it, you said that at some point you were like, Oh no, I might have to get a part-time job, but then a whole bunch of stuff happened. So it's, yeah. 
that's so, I love it. I love this. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Now, <laughs> yeah. now it's not for everyone, by the way. No, no, you know, it's not. Like, this kind of thing, it's the way that I work. It's not the way that everybody works. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you have to figure out your own way of doing things, but also understand the difference between your way of doing things and giving into fear. Yeah. And so what I did was I went totally Sun Tzu on myself, you know, fighting with your back against the cliffs. I burned my ships and I told myself, I will fucking die before I fail. I don't have a way out. I will not go back. And so that's what I did. The NFA attitude, right? Exactly. <laughs> it. Like, yeah. I had nowhere else to go but to success. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you tell the listeners who are kind of in that stuck place of wanting to take on something new and, and yet maybe can't see the next step or can't see the end result and the outcome, but they have that fire inside where they know there's something that they want? What, what would you say is your best advice for them? Get a coach. Uh, yes. and, and I'm not saying this because I'm a coach. I'm yeah. saying this because I always have multiple coaches. Yeah, I agree. Coaches have you know, changed my life, changed yeah. everything in my life. Yeah, because yeah. uh, look, you can try to read a book and you could try to watch webinars and YouTube videos and all this other stuff. And it might help you a little bit. But the problem is you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. that's why you're where you are. Yeah. Right? That's why people give other people much better advice than they give themselves. Yeah. You know, I know so I've met so many people who are relationship coaches and their relationship is crashed. It's dead. Right. And I'm looking at them like, well, what the hell? How is like, well, you know, I don't have, you know, essentially what they would tell me is, well, I'm everybody else's coach, but I don't have one of my own. <laughs> right. Which is ridiculous. We all need coaches. Yeah. I wish everyone could have a coach. It's I, I think yeah. everyone should pursue it. It's been the most transformational thing for me in my life as well. And same, you know, it'd be, it's easy for me to say, and people could be like, well, you're sort of biased. You're a coach, but I'm a coach because coaching worked for me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the power in it. Yeah. Um, And you know, people will do a lot of really silly things in the name of comfort. They will. um, And you know, you'll, you'll see this, you know, if you're a coach listening to this right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about when it becomes decision time and the, you know, your hopeful client on the other end of the line, hears what they need, sees where they need to go, believes in the process, and then the money comes and their brain says, no, mm-hmm. stay where it's safe. You don't even want to be uncomfortable. And they'll say silly things like, oh, it's not the right time or it's too <laughs> expensive. Or, you know, I'll have people say, I literally had this where someone said like, look, if I don't fix this now, I'm going to kill myself. I drop my price and they say, oh, it's too expensive. Yeah. You're like, wait, like, how, much really? is your, how much is your life worth? <laughs> so you're saying, yeah. So you're saying your life is worth less than this? Yeah. Okay. You know, right. So here's that thing where people say, like, oh, get a coach. It's nice for you. You have a lot of money. Get resourceful. Yeah. Get resourceful because you will waste a lot more money trying to figure shit out on your own. You will waste a lot of time. You will drive yourself insane it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. And by the end of it, you will wish that when you had the opportunity that you would have forked over the cash, become a little bit uncomfortable, but then gotten the support that you needed in order to make that change that you know, not only do you need, but you also deserve. 
It's so awesome. Yes, I fully, full heartedly, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> full and wholeheartedly. I want to ask you, so you went from zero to six figure plus income in mm. your, through your coaching business. Tell us about that. You know, so everyone here is listening. I, they love the stories and the inspiration. And I always like to give the listeners tips on max potential habits that helped you be successful. So, you know, the, the guests that I have on, so tell us, what would you say, you know, in starting your business and making it a successful thriving business, what have been the top three max potential habits that you've implemented to get where you are today? Sure. So, uh, one of the things that really did it for me and you know, it's, this is going to be a little woo and out there for some of your listeners, but that's okay. Totally. Um, I became a master manifester uh, and because I have a pretty extensive education in Vedic sciences, which is where the law of attraction really came, where we had first met it, but also meditation and yoga. And so I went back to like OG manifestation rules, not this pop stuff. Uh, and I <laughs> dug my heels in and I went crazy with it. And I still do a manifestation meditation every single day. And it's beautiful because it works not only spiritually, but whatever your brain thinks is real, it starts to create and push you towards. And when you have a very powerful vision of where you're going, what it's going to feel like with all of your senses, as if it's remembering something in the future, then whatever, anything can happen in the now, but you know, you're going to get to that future. And then maybe this thing that's happening is gonna help you get there. And that's how you get into this mentality of life happens for me, not to me, because you know, okay, I lost three clients in a day. There, there was actually a week where I lost 11 clients. I have no idea what happened. It was almost every, all my entire book, right? And I knew because I knew where I was going, this is gonna teach me something. And I started looking for the lessons and the learnings and the strengths that I could get from them. And that mentality was probably the most important thing and probably is still the most important thing that helps me generate the energy, the inspiration and the courage to go after what I want. Wow. So okay. I'd that's, say that, that's one. Okay. Awesome. I want to highlight, I love that you said the lessons and the learnings, you know, I tell people to focus on the lessons, not the losses. So in that moment, you could have totally folded and sabotage and run away because it was too damn uncomfortable, but sure. instead you focused on the lessons and the learnings and flipped it through. I mean, I'm sure I would imagine as a manifester, you would sit and wonder like, Whoa, what's going on for me to have manifested the loss of 11 clients in sure. a short period of time, but you turned it around. That's awesome. Well, cause the thing is also that you need to be a good receiver. You can't just ask for what you want. You need to be able to really receive yeah. it all. That's another thing that I got really good at. That could even be another habit is learning how to really truly receive whatever is headed your way because sometimes you look we're myopic we're children okay you ever seen a child freak out because they didn't get a candy bar because mom wanted to give the kid like a good nutritious meal right <laughs> and you know what usually happens after that the kid gets the candy bar as dessert so yes. <laughs> i had that view of saying like yeah 11 clients left what happens if this is making room for something truly amazing what happens if I just receive this and assume that there's a gift in it? Uh, if I reject that, I reject the gift. Yeah. And try instead of trying to avoid the pain. Right. Embrace Maybe it. Something beautiful 
in yeah. it. Maybe I'm just too myopic to see it now. I love that. You know, I want to highlight too, you're making me think of something I really had to work through was that receiving part, like even receiving a compliment used to make me feel really uncomfortable. So if I can't receive a compliment and I can't receive help, how am I going to receive a multimillion dollar business? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like that would make me so uncomfortable. The old me would have been completely uncomfortable with that, which means the universe would never bring it to me. But the more comfortable I've gotten with receiving even compliments, I notice it changes everything. You know, it's like, it's love that you highlighted learning to receive. It's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, it was really funny that, yeah, I would be broke and I'd see a nickel on the ground and I wouldn't pick it up because it wasn't enough. Uh, uh-huh. Right. So I'd be asking for money and money would show up and I'd say, no, <laughs> not that money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it, it retarded is it, it did make no sense. And yeah. to me, it was just like, cool. So I'm asking for gifts and I'm rejecting all the gifts that I get. So why would I keep on getting more gifts? And so I flipped that around and said, you know what? I'm just going to receive. Yeah. You know, now still too, I pick up pennies because to me, it's thank you universe for sending me a little bit more love. Any compliment. Thank you very much without feeling like I need to return a compliment to get the pressure off me or whatever. I just receive that. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's juicy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so far we have manifestation and learning to receive, even though that wasn't your number two, but if you can, you want to add it, that's great. (laughs) No, that's totally cool. I I think it's actually really important. Yeah. Uh, And it wasn't something that I was thinking of, but it's a really big deal. Yeah. Because I I think that people, you know, when, and you might have someone listening right now saying, Dan, no, 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 business tips, business tips. These are business tips. Yeah. Okay. You know, you're so right. I think that it's fascinating sometimes to work with business people. To me, human nature is human nature is human nature and universal laws are universal laws and they apply to every day people. They apply to multimillionaires. They apply to people on the street. They apply to everybody. And so whether wherever you're at in your business building adventures, these principles absolutely matter. And the habits are really all the same. They're, they're success habits, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And for, for any goal, because what I saw... And still what I see these days is that you can give the best business strategy to two different people. Mm -hmm. One person will fail catastrophically and one person will succeed beyond measure. And the the strategies are the same, but the differences are these habits. So it went to me and that's why you have worked with a lot of business coaches who have no idea how I became so successful (laughs) with nothing. And I told them it's this, this this is it. Yeah. And, okay, so, uh, tell, so yeah. tell us another. So manifestation, learning to receive, and then what else would you say? Real deep gratitude. Ah, uh, I love it. Okay. But, you know, I, one of the things that I love doing is picking at common advice because I think most of it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it bugs me. It's like nails on chalkboard whenever some super famous dude who has the opportunity to create or, or gal, you know, real create change and will say something silly, like wake up and write down 10 things you're grateful for and it'll change your life. No, it won't. No, it just, no, it won't. Um, because one thing I ask this, anytime I teach gratitude at big events and the average time people go through this is a whopping three days before they give it up. Because what happens is they've forgotten the most important part of gratitude, the thing that makes it work, which is your emotional connection to it. So the thing here is that gratitude is not something that happens to you. 
Because if your life sucks right now, when you wake up, what am I grateful for? Nothing. Great. I'm screwed. Right? You're done. So you ask, what could I be grateful for? It's like going to the gym. That's why it's called a gratitude practice. Because you can practice and you can get better at gratitude and developing that real beautiful, I mean, incredible heart connection. I teach my clients how to be grateful for absolutely anything, literally anything. It starts off with looking around the apartment at the first object you see and asking, how could I be grateful for this? And then you get an answer and you ask why or how could I be grateful for that answer? And how could I be grateful for that answer? Always seeking something that is closer and closer and closer to your heart, to who you are, to what's important to you. And what's interesting is when they do that, they see that they can connect almost anything around them to the things that matter most to them. And all of a sudden, a mug is not just a mug, right? It's, it's a connection with who you are. You know, your cell phone is not just a cell phone. You know, your knife is not just a knife. And you look around and you realize that you are already abundant, no matter what you have. And that energy, if you want to attract abundance in your life, already feel abundant. Mm. Right? Because when you want something, it actually sets out to the universe. You don't have it. That's the unconscious focus. But when you already have it, you say, I love this abundance. I love everything that I have. And I would love even more Then more will follow. But the beautiful thing is when you meet someone, you ever meet, met someone who's truly grateful, right? Is an amazing receiver and has that connection where they can manifest what they want. Aren't they just incredibly magnetic? Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Like you walk in, they walk into a room, you know, like I need to speak with this person. I have to speak with this person. Yeah. So when you have these installed, you will attract clients to you like crazy. Yes. Am abundance amplifier. I love that terminology. It's mm -hmm. so powerful. That is, to me, these are incredible tips. Um, and I really, really like, you're right. A lot of people, and it's making me think when I talk to my clients about gratitude, I, it's, it is that emotional connection piece. It's actually saying why you're grateful for something. Yep. So it's like saying, I'm grateful for money. That doesn't really give me any, any emotional connectivity to the money, right? So it's like, right. it's like, why am I grateful for the money? What does it bring to me? What does it provide for my family? How does it help my impact? What do you know? And you can list then 50 reasons why you're grateful for money mm -hmm. and connect with it emotionally. And it's so much more powerful. Exactly. So I love that. Thank you for highlighting that. Um, this has been incredible. Are there any other habits you would want to share? I, I, oh, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> those I've, I've three got, feel great. I've, I've, got, I've got so many. I mean, um, get your ass into nature or, or surround uh, yourself with plants. That's what I did because I, yeah. you know, I live in LA. It's hard for me to get out there. So I brought nature to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for all of you listening, you can't see we're doing a zoom video for doing this recording and, and Dan is surrounded by a whole bunch of plants in the background. And it was the first thing I noticed, you know, it really creates this vibrancy around you. It's really lovely. Yeah. There's, there's something deeply healing about, you know, nature, about having yeah. plants and flowers and life yeah. around you and you know we're animals and that's one of the things that we see that's really destructive in our world these days because we're surrounded by emf radiation coming from all the inorganic shit right all of our technology 
Yeah. Um, and it screws with your DNA. It doesn't just mess with your, you know, the optics of your apartment. It messes with your mind and it messes with your energy. And so the more you can return to nature and connect with nature, I have a grounding sheet on my bed so that I connect with that frequency from the earth when I sleep. I'm surrounded by crystals and plants and all sorts of beautiful mm -hmm. things. That's my apartment awesome. feels like a spa. <laughs> it's it's such a pleasure it. to work there. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, aesthetic beauty and that sense and connecting with nature is so important for me, but it's like filling your space with natural objects. It just feels really, really good to yeah. work in those environments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of research about nature and productivity and nature and happiness and nature and inspiration. I even um, I listened to this podcast years ago. It was so cool. It was actually talking about posters of nature in prisoners cells would mm -hmm. increase their happiness levels significantly. They did all these really cool studies. It was just pictures of nature. That's amazing. You know, which also ties back to your, when you were talking about the power of manifestation in your mind and, and when we meditate and thinking about how the ways that you, when you just imagine something, it's as if it's true, yeah. and the better you get at meditating, the easier it is to manifest because your brain doesn't actually know the difference between reality and what you're visualizing. That's right. So cool. So, so cool. Okay. This has been awesome. I want to let everyone know how to contact you and reach you and connect with you. So tell us some of the things you're offering and where people can find you. Sure. So uh, connect with me to figure out the offerings because I, I like to speak with my clients um, and I'm pretty picky with who works with me. Um, so I, I like to you know connect there. However, if you go to my website, which is danmendelo.com. My last name is spelled M as in mountain, E-N as in Nancy, D as in David, I-L-O-W.com. Okay. You can get all the info about me. There is also a way to connect with me. Um, you can apply for a free consultation with me directly. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram to check out my social stuff. It's just at danmendelo, super simple. Um, those are probably the best places there. I mean, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, and all those links are on your website. Yeah. All of okay. that is on the website as well. Perfect. Um, and I will of course yeah. put this information in the show notes so all, cool. for all of you listening, the contact links will be there as well. And I know you said you have a podcast and Dan, if you go to his website, he's got all kinds of awesome stuff and you can see that he has been a prolific coach has worked with some great people and done some awesome things. So if you're looking to for a mindset mentor and you want to amplify your abundance, he is your man. I love this. This has been an incredible interview. Thank you so much. I will be back soon for all of you listeners. I hope you have an NFA max potential day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you're liking this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. This will help me help more people max their potential to thrive. If you want to be a part of the Max Potential Habits community, go to nfacoaching.com where you can get my free drive roadmap that will teach you the six steps I took to go from food stamps to six figures in only three years. And you can also find out how to join my live weekly online training that happens every Monday with other NFA Max Potential Habits business builders who are driven to succeed. 
Until next time, I hope you have a NFA day where you thrive and feel alive.